0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, after the Chada Egil, the Rabboni Shalom teaches Moshe Rabbeinu during the period that Moshe is uh, begging on our behalf, acting as an intercessor to bring us haparah about the Yudhi Momidos. Yudimomidos of Hashem is what Moshe remainu absorbs, accepts, and teaches us. Of course, this is how we appeal to God constantly. Chazal say that these Yudimomidos have a bris connected to it, meaning God is, is God has written uh, a a binding contract that the articulation of the yud gimel Midos will always work. So Rabbi Yoshev said yes, but it isn't just taking the Sefer Torah out. There needs to be more than that. Yes, the yud gimel Midos are very powerful, but you have to be Mekhaya in the Midos. Rabbi Yoshev said, take a look at what what, what the Gemara and Rosh says. Rabbi and the Possegna said it, I, I wouldn't be able to say it. Okay. So God put on a talus, so to speak. And He said, Do like me. When Claudius Row does Averus Never, I need. Khal to act like I'm modeling what I want Khal Yisrael to do, and if you do that, animo If you can do this, mechiva occurs. So, if you take a look, Chazal start with the following words: Heriva leMoishah Seder Tefila." It's a way of davening. which means davening them, saying them, meaning them as words towards God. But then it doesn't say seder, only tefillah. It says, ya asu there's an action that goes with it. Now the action isn't wearing a talis. Again, that's one way you can learn the Gemara. In other words, uh, find the chazan, have Him put on a talus, wrap himself up like this talus, and say it. Revelation says, though, it's there's you can make a point out of that word yasu that what does that mean? What is actually happening other than dominating? And of course, the biggest question is, is that how many times have we been gozer, Highness Tsibor? How many times have we? begged God, Rachmanis and said to you, give and it seems like it's not working. So obviously what it means is, is that the Midos have to affect us. We say them, and we say, God, this is what you represent. You represent these Midos. Teach us by understanding you how we can reflect them, how we can show rahmanus, how we can be the and guru. That's the way that the midos work. By the actions of what's God. But not just by saying it and even saying it with crying and kavana. You need to actually live up to it. And if you live up to it, that's and you say these midos, it isn't so much the magic of saying the gimel midos. There is a power in those words. But the power is knowing what it means about God and knowing how you can imitate God, how you can do a day, speak to God, understand that there's a God in the world, and realize that you can become his partner for yourself and the rest of the world by exhibiting those type of Midos that we know are true by God. When we talk about the Yud Gimel Midos of Rachamim, we know that it starts with two names of God. Hashem, Hashem. The Gemara explains that these are actually two separate Midos. Adam <speaking in Hebrew> So there's two bichinus of Hashem. They're both Chesed in a way, but one, the second one, is after we've done averot and we've done shufa. So Rabbi Yoshef pointed out that it's an obvious question that the Rishonim asked, the Rosh and others: Why do you need a Midah before the sin? We learned from the ego where Kla Yisroel were seemingly, in, in, in what's clearly a type of form of a Zarah, what do you need a name of Hashem before your chotah? The rush answers that you need Midas Rachamim before you sin in the sense that you're thinking of sinning. If you're thinking of sinning You, in a way you're thinking and going against God but God has for you even though you haven't sinned yet so the question on that of course is and I think the rush might ask it himself is is that wait God doesn't punish us for in, for thoughts or planning to sin it's only when we actually do the sin so, what midas racham do we need? That's where you were thinking of doing what—something that doesn't have an action. You were thinking of joining a a a, a cult that's over avodah because that's where machshava is crucial. In fact, the Gemara says that in every when it comes to avodah Akkadish Hakadosh Baruch doesn't just punish us for the act of a moda and this of course explains why so many people were considered guilty by the Khadaego. Our Chaim HaKadosh and others point out that the amount of people who were chot in the Khadaego were only a few thousand but there were many who thought that it was a good thing even though they never acted on it So then, as you can see, that's when your nitfas. had it not been for God, God would blame us for that. And that is in a way, what the Midas HaRachamim does. It stops it from ever coming Lamaisa. In other words, if you actually do it Lamaisa, God punishes you for the thought and the action. But the Hashem of Midas Arachamim, even though in a way he's already started an aspect of the sin by wanting to do Avodah Zorah, but you pull yourself back from it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no, I'm I'm only treating it like a machshava. I'm not going to punish you for being an Obed Avodah Zorah. Rabbi Yoshev points out Famous Gomorrah in, I understand, right? But this is just one of the uh, approaches. You know, Richard points out that the eagle, of course, is is clearly something uh, that uh, there's so many interpretations about whether it was actual azar or not. Clearly, they were guilty to the point that you know, they, they, they were going to be destroyed as a people. So the point, though, is, is that we need the name of Rachamim even before we sin when it comes to Avodah Zarah. Because Avodah Zarah is the place where the thought of sinning, it's where God viewed the great aspect of but it, Now, But what you see is, is that God stops you from an ever-coming Lomaisam. And that's the Rahmanus of the Yud, of when we say the Yud Gimlomit, it's Rachabim. So B'Yoshev asks, the Gemara in Chulin talks about, uh, and, and about a person who um, was a very famous story about, and they say, Elisha ben saw this story happen. A person who saw uh, someone going to do the mitzvah of Shiluach Hakein, of, of going up a tree to take away the mother bird on behalf of their parent. The two mitzvahs where you have a richas yomim. And the person we know died on his way down. And they say that's one of the reasons that Elisha ben Avuya went off the derach. Anyway, but the question is, how could that have happened? So one of the possibilities, the Gemara says is that when that person went up the tree, or went wherever it was, the top of the, the, the building, to get the pigeons, he could have had an Avodah Zara thought in his mind. And therefore, even though he was doing this mitzvah of av, but he also, at that moment, he was thinking that he wants to become part of an Avodah Zara group. So, even though we never saw him do it, you see that he's considered a Balavodazara. So, Belyoshev wanted to give the following answer What does it mean to think about Zarah in your mind? One is that you're thinking about life as a person from the Avodazara cult. Maybe it's Christianity. Shannis which most people do. So you're thinking about eating the wafer, you're thinking about the baptismals, you're thinking about the Hanhogas of or what could be Zoroastrian Avodazara. So you're thinking about ways that the Abodizara works. That's one way. So really what you're thinking about is the life, the eventual life of the Ovet Avodazara being part of that system and eating the wafer and whatever it is that's part of becoming that religion. There's another idea, though, that you don't really connect to everything that's connected with this Avodah But you think that this is the power that you need to kowtow to. This is the power that you need to find favor in. This is the one that you think can influence your life and that you want to be connected to. So, if what you're thinking about the your type of a zara thought is to become a practicing oveda avodah so that's what the Rosh said, that if you actually go through with it, then God will say, your whole commitment was wrong. I'm punishing you for the, for the baptism that you took, for the wafer that you ate, and from your agreement to say you're joining, you're joining Avodah Zara, even for the machshava. But let's say you didn't even think about the religious, the actions, the liturgicals. You didn't think about that. Basically, what you were thinking about was that you believe that this God is the one and this energy is the one that you need to be connected to. So, if that's true, there uh, the Shem Hashem can't help you because there, even in your mind, you've already slipped, you've already gone into something else. Now, which means that when you in your mind say you have determined this is the God that you want to be connected to, is that Revel Yoshim says, is that that's that could be worse than just a thought to do a vodazara. That is a vodazara. That's exactly what a vodasara is. It's it's a it's a mice of a vodezara, and you know. Unfortunately, I think today, you know, especially with, you know, you can see this. I, I think you know. Assuming again, I'm. Not, I, we gave a whole. You can check it out on our, our podcast site about Christianity being a vodezara and everything. But we talked about it in, in, at great length. But you can see the, the very big difference. There are people who whose concept, a Catholic's concept is 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 so built around the activities of the church. You know, and a an evangelical one. An, an evangelical Christian, of course, is more involved in the acceptance, right? The acceptance of that idea. Rather than you know the the actions that are going to go with it, and and, and there's a and Rabbi Yusuf understands that there's a there's a it, there's a subtle difference between them, and sometimes in some parts of in some religious situations, it's all it's all fused together. Just to sit there in your mind and accept isn't enough. You have to go through the actions, and, and, and that's all part of one package. There, we can say that if you don't go to the next step, you're still possible that God can bemochle you. And you don't really have an Avera of a Whereas, you know, a more, Pro- uh, you know, I guess more like a Protestant way of viewing things, just the idea that you accept Jesus, if you say Jesus Ahod Azorah, but accepting whatever Ahod is true. That itself would be considered, as Rebel Yoshev says, more than just a, a thought of Avodah zara. Even if you never articulate it, that could be what Avodah is, that could be the ma'isa of Avodah zara itself. Um, Rebbe Yoshev talked about a minag that is mentioned in the Mogan Avram on uh, Simon and Simon Tov that when you read Parsha's Kisisa that the levy should get Parsha's Haegel. Why? So we it clearly is a minag that is still kept as we've just heard. And the reason is is because the Levi didn't do avodah zarah. In other words, it's, there's an idea that that even though it was it was it was the generation's way uh, in the past, but Levi and every Levi in a way has that schut that he wasn't into avodah zarah. That's the one you want to read Parsha Saegil. what about Aaron? Wasn't Aaron a, a Levi? Right, but he's technically the, at that point, Richard, they, they were technically like Kohanim, right? Um, you know, it's at least in, in the command of God, right? And the command mm-hmm. of God, and our own was the only one. Now, he, Richard asked a good question. We know that the idea of of, of, of making a certain group Kohanim and not Levim seems to happen after the act of the ego. And, and again, this is where he gets into the question, was Parshish Tetzaveh commanded before the Ego or not? You know, Rashi says that this was part of what Moshe heard on Harsinai before the Ego, which means even before the Ego, there was a distinction, even though it hasn't happened yet, between our own and the rest of the Levian. Others assume you, Other you, than the referration, they said that it hap, happened after the eagle because Hashem wanted to uh, wipe out the name of Israel and Moshe said, Right, right. That's, uh, that's uh, right. right. So R- Rashi says it happens afterwards, which means that, um, that it's only after the Cheta Egel that we hear about the Mishkan exactly. and about the Big Day Kahuna, etc. So Richard's question would be a good question, right? because technically it was a levy who made the ego, right? So anyway, the point, though, is, is that depending on how you see this, you can see the, there still seems to be a strong source for the levy getting the aliyah that he's not connected to, right? There's a, some sofa speaks about a minag that somebody who was nichshol in certain averos shouldn't get the Parsha of let's say there's somebody who you know would, you know, is, if he's khoshish for adultery, and they haven't kicked him out of the shul, he shouldn't be getting the aliyah that is saying you shouldn't live this way. It's, it's, it's hypocritical. If he's kicked out of the shul, he's not getting any aliyah. No, 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 I'm saying he hasn't been kicked out of the shul, Moshe. But the people are maraning on him that, he, that in the past he was fooling around with women, right? Okay, but he's still in the shul. Okay, they haven't decided to kick him out. But don't give him an aliyah, the, the the post can say, on something that people say he might have been nichshalin and hasn't done Shuba from and still connected to. So in the same way, in a large sense, only Shevin Levi didn't do the ego. So therefore, for anyone else to read it, even though it's not them particularly, it's the, their descendants and who they're, they're from, we don't want them reading it. Now, Rebel Yoshev said that if you have, like your case, Moshe, that you need to give many aliyos out because it's the bar mitzvah, and you need to split this up. And there's a, right there's other chiyuvim. So Rebel Yoshev says you don't have to be machbed on this. The levi will get the second aliyah, but he doesn't have to read um, he doesn't have to read the parshas. <laughs> there you go as, as, as nice as the minag is uh, if there are other chiyuvim around or or let's say you know other people who have have sight, maybe even again I'm not sure if a would say you should send the levy out but you know sometimes that is done as well but clearly you know as you mentioned from Rav uh in Elizabeth I guess you know there's no room for it Rabbi Yosha felt that there would be a room. You want to hear a funny story? Rabbi Tites told me, if your, your Sephardi Rabbi says you could do it, go ahead. So <laughs> I asked my Sfaradi Rabbi, my, I told him that I'm in mean, Elizabeth. He says, oh, the Rabbi, Rabbi Tites told you no? Then for sure you're not going to do it. You go by Rabbi, Rabbi Tites. Yeah, the minig is so strong. But you see Rabbi Yoshev was willing to say that you don't have to be mocked on this, despite the fact uh, that there is so the strength of the minhag. Uh, going back to the beginning of the Parsha, um, the Parsha says, So it says the word. Zeh. So, What does this Machsah Shekel look like? Hashem showed him, <laughs> like He showed him, This is what it looks like. This of This is what you're supposed to supposed to do. Now the menorah, there's a similar chazal. The menorah is pretty hard. The Rambam and the other Rishonim have a lot of debates exactly how the kafter or the ferach. You need to have. Can you show me a picture of it? But did, did there need to be a picture that was shown of of the matbe of veish? Right. Also, you know, why? What's the emphasis that it's a matveya of fire? You could say anything from Hashem is fire, but is there something more? I mean, lamaisa, uh, it's just going to be a, a simple matveya. Another thing which is interesting, Rabbi Yoshua said was Chazal say that he took it from under the kisei akvod. Well, we know the money was meant. Uh, to be a bartering aspect, to, to be able to purchase something, be able to, to bring something special for the Beis What What's the idea that it's Mitachas Kisei HaKovit? I'm not sure if that's the washing by the menorah. Mitachas Kisei HaKovit. But it sounds, from Rabbi Yoshim's question, that wasn't the case. It sounds over here, by the Matbei of the Shkolim, what the Machs HaSheka looks like, that it was under the kisei covered. So Teisves and Chulin already deals with a little bit of this question. Teisves says it's not that Moshe couldn't figure out what a matpeya was, but Moshe couldn't believe that you can get kapara. Moshe, who as we said, you know, was was a witness to the chet Ego. Witness the Claude Show's Averus. Moshe, who was up with the Sholm and purity. Moshe was it was hard for him to understand how you can actually get Kapara. how can you undo what you what you did wrong? How could you reconnect after the avera has sullied your relationship? So Taisu says it's with this. To understand and Mo- Moshe, you'll understand it and you'll explain it. Tysus' lotion is, chin somehow Moshe's concentration and and, and looking at this nevuah of the of the of the will allow him to teach something to Kal Yusrah. said, maybe you could say what Tysis is. Is is bothered by not just how do you get kapara? What what Moshe was bothered was, how can you use a matbeya? Which Moshe knew he was a, a, a he grew up in the uh, in the palace of Paro. He understood what money capability was and how so many people. By amassing money and their use of money, their sense of power that they had of money, how can money be a means of kapara? So, Hakadosh Baruch Hu showed Moshe, money can sometimes be from the kisei hakovid. What do we see? We see munbu What was he able to be Zoha to? What he did was he gave away everything. He took all the remember his family said we saw this in, when we were learning in Yerushalmi. You might remember Yerushalmi in Demai, which we're going to go back to doing. Believe me. What does it say? That he was mevazvez all his oitzreis? and the family said what are you doing? Bechibru alav What did you do? You're giving away all our money to, to, to the poor people? He said, "What did they?" Munbu said, "What do you think? They they kept all this money. Maybe it earned interest. Maybe it didn't. But it was all down here. I'm giving this money to poor people. I'm helping uh, people get back on their feet. I'm putting it in a place that that money is so secure nobody can ever take it because it's go. It's basically going above to the kisei hakovim." So HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to show Moshe that there's, you're right, there's ways to have money and to use it as a means of, of pride and power, but there's ways to understand the power of what you can do to give to others. There's ways that by giving this money, this ish, as Rebbe says, ash has energy, it can be creative. It can destroy as well. But allowing someone and teaching them what they can do, or giving them an extra chance, showing other people how we're one community together and how money can do that and, and help people become proactive and back on their feet, contributing, realizing how they can now use money to help other people... That's the ash, the ash that's creative ash. That's the ash that doesn't just burn and, and, and allow people to, to, to push you around because you're scared. Again, you think about people who, uh, big bosses, who, who people shake in their boots in front of, and because they're worried about losing their job, will do the most despicable things. That's the power of the destructive power of, of money. And here Revel Yosheb is saying that Moshe was being shown how money can actually do incredibly positive things. How does that jive with Sadiqam um, value their money more than their lives? Well, that's the reason why. Look what he says, Richard, that that with money, look what you can do. You can feed. Like on the Moshe, Moshe is, was a and why wouldn't he have? Yeah, uh, right, but, right. But Moshe—that's what I'm saying. Moshe was 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 Moshe had seen such negative things. He had seen, yeah. right? Well, he, I hate Diego also that's money, that's gold, and they look what they did with it. So, right, yeah, yeah. They did, right, We saw what they did with Diego, but he also saw what Paro did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw that a, a wealthy country, because of money, was able to stand on the boot heels of people. And, and, and look, there, there were other nations that agreed to the persecution that went on in Mitzrayim. Why did they do that? Because they, they didn't want them to be thrown in. So the money or the food the power of 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 what it was, right? Of having the goods, which is basically what money can symbolize, can turn you into the worst oppressor. So Moshe's sense of people with Donavers, either in the ego or in the past, in all of his years of wisdom, he he didn't actually come into contact with such positive people like Yaakov Avinu, right? And ironically, Hashem gives him the sapphire, so that's funny. <laughs> Well, and, and therefore the bonusholm shows him that there's some. This thing isn't bad. If you look, it's under the Kisei and that's what he said. Kiseyit, this type, and, and and sometimes even a person who has up until this point, like Scrooge in the Dickens story, been completely a, a miser and a cruel person because of his money, he is able to do this, to, to actually use that in a way that other people won't be able to do that. And that's, in a, a, a sense, what this Machziz HaShekel is about. And that's the way Rebbe explains uh, the Matbeah of Eish. Right before, of course, the Chet HaEgel, uh, we have a Pusik that we say every Shabbos, which is Visham R'ubinay Yisraelis HaShabbos La'asos HaShabbos Last week's Parsha? That's in this week's Parsha. This week's Parsha. V'shom R'ubinay Yisraelis HaShabbos La'asos HaShabbos okay. um, So, obviously Shmira's Shabbos is clearly being careful on all the La'asos HaShabbos but there's also la as a Shabbos. Now, what does that mean? Now, you could say that's the Asay. Rabbi Yashav says, but how do you make it more than about yourself? The way you make it an event is that you radiate a positivity about Shabbos, that you want others to fulfill it. In fact, the Medrash, Rabbi Yashif points out, says, that Shabbos came to God and said, every other day has got a, a partner. I don't have one. So Shabbos, oh, Claudius is going to be your partner. What does that mean, Claudius Yisrael is going to be your partner? That means all of us, all Knesset Yisrael needs to be a partner for Shabbos. We've got to do what we can, like Shabbos across America, but Shabbos around the world and in our family units as well. If, it, if, if if there are people that aren't keeping Shabbos in our communities, and there's so many, in a way, Shabbos it's not it's not a complete benzug to Shabbos. When the Medrash says Shabbos' partner is the Yisro, it's the complete Klai and Shabbos. Rabbi Yosha brought a riot to this from the Gemara. The Gemara says if a person davens Arab Shabbos and says vayichulu, it's like he becomes a partner with God. So what does that mean? <laughs> <You know? laughs> what does that mean? Anybody who davens Arab Shabbos, you say by Yehulu. So what does that mean when you say by Yehudu, it's like you become a partner? So Rabbi Yoshef says, what does it mean by Yahulu? It means you daven to yourself. And then, like we all do on Friday night, we say by Yehulu. What is that by Yehulu that we're saying? We're saying that to other people. We're saying it to other people. We're trying to show that it's not just about us. It's about you, who just davened privately. It's about the whole community. And all of us, the stragglers that come in late, remember, that's the Gamaret says, the people come in late from the farm who maybe aren't really keeping Shabbos yet fully, but they still come into the Beis HaKnesses because there's no work we're we're trying to beam positivity about Shabbos to them. The Gemara right after that, Rabbi Yosheb points out, says, "Kol of Shabbos, shnei and you say vayechulu." Based on Rabbi Yosheb, what does that mean? That you're trying to promote it to others. The Malachi asharis, of course, accompany you to your house, and etc. Right now, what's the idea of the two malachim? You know why it's two malochim? Because there's you and what you and the positivity that you give to others. That's why it's two angels. <laughs> it's two angels because there's one of it that you, you have a commitment. It's hard to keep Shabbos. It's hard to keep all the lamates malochim. But there's another part which is maybe even harder, which is to, to encourage others to be part of it and not be negative about Shabbos. And you want other people to see it as well. That's the two malochim. What does the Gemara go on to say? That when they come to the house and they see how everything is ready in the house, everything is beautiful. So, right? But if not, they don't see it. What does the Malach say? Maybe next week it's going to be that. Next week it's going to, next week it should also be this way. What does that mean? <laughs> like one Moloch's the devil and one Moloch is the angel, right? If they see everything is nicely done in the house, right? So then they say, one well, Moloch says, uh, next job should also be like this. And then it says, oh yeah, I guess I have to say yes to it. But if it, everything's not good, well, the other Moloch's happy. What, is that, what does that mean? We learn it when we're kids, but what does it mean for the adult mind? Rabbi Yoshim says, These two melochim show us the way. They show us that it's not enough about yourself. But even as you leave shul, you're, you're radiating positivity. When you go home, the whole house beams of Shabbos. And when they find everything nicely done, when they see that you have been as the head of the household, you have implanted the spirit of Shabbos. They see you've been la'asos So, what bracha does the Malach say next week also? What is next week? There's no better bracha than that, which means continue the great work of radiating positivity above Shabbos. But if they see that you haven't done your job, you from, you learn, but you still somehow have not been able to plant in people who can't learn like you, who don't understand the beauty and wonder of Shabbos. So then, what do they say? They say, you're not getting it. They're not getting it, and therefore you're, you're going to be stuck in this. You're going to be stuck in this in, 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 in this negativity, and you and you and and, and and really lack of understanding what Shabbos is about. That's why, again, it's important to do whatever we can. Now, does that mean we have to be aggressive and angry? No. We have to do it in a sense of simcha. We have to do it in a way where the way we show it is by everyone being involved and besimcha. Let me add to Rebbe Yosheb just for a second. If you look in the Gemara, what does the Gemara say? Ner dolok, shulchan mutzas. Obviously, you Obviously you can, like a dictator, say oh, everybody's got to clean, everybody's got to do, it's got to look perfect. The malach sees more than that. The malach sees that it was a real family involvement. And when the malach sees that, the malach realizes that whoever sets the pace in the household was the one who was successful in distilling that. And that's, again, shabsoi say tishmairu we say in this basic it's not just Shabbos for you, it's the people around you. And maybe, Rabbi Yoshev says, that's what it means, Chazal say in Shabbos, That doesn't mean two Shabboses in a row, Rabbi Yoshev says. It means there's your Shabbos and the ones around you. And every single person needs to have that. That's why we, we say good Shabbos to each other with the simcha, and if we if we and stay Shabbos for ourselves positivity towards others. So then it's not we need a second Shabbos. It's within the same Shabbos. Miad nigolin v'meirav Amen. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of New at IDT Podcast.